Welcome to TNT Sports Talk. Today is Thursday, September 27th. As always, I'm your host, Travis Karcheski. Uh Just me again today. Uh, like always, no Truman on the show, so it's just going to be me for the uh, majority of the show, the entire show. Um, it's been a pretty hectic week in, term of sc- in terms of school, um, tests, and stuff like that. Uh, so I didn't have a lot of time uh, to dedicate to this show in terms of research today but we're gonna as always i'm here i'm gonna provide you uh, we're gonna go on all the sports headlines uh bit by bit go game by game for nfl week four uh and it's gonna be great so um bear with me if i get my facts a little bit uh wrong um but as always um we're gonna get through it so we're gonna we're gonna start with nfl week four uh we got the first game tonight we have uh the Vikings versus the Rams. Uh, it's going to be an interesting game. There's no game picks today from anybody. It's just me. Um, I'm going to go Rams here. And I'll tell you why. The Rams, I think, are the most complete football team in the NFL. I think that's obvious between anybody who's ever, you know, everybody who's watched the season so far. They're the most complete team. Uh, and the Vikings, they got punched in the face last week. It's going to be interesting to see how they respond. They've had a rough couple of days uh, with their best defensive player, arguably Everson Griffin. Um, he's dealing with some stuff, which is a crazy story in its own. Um, then we'll probably we should get into that right now. Everson Griffin, like you know, he's one of the best defensive linemen in the NFL, and obviously one of the best defensive players on that very talented Vikings defense. He's a part of that core. Um, the guy who's been there for a long time, a homegrown guy who Zimmer's really gotten the best out of the last couple of years. Um, he's dealing with some pretty rough mental problems right now. Uh, again, I didn't do a ton of research on this, but I do have a little bit of knowledge on this, so bear with me if the facts are a little bit misconstrued. But uh, I guess on Saturday he was sent home uh, from the team facility because he had some sort of breakdown mentally. Um, and he was supposed to get some help, I guess. Um he was put in an ambulance, I think, and I guess he tried to escape somewhere. He got out, um, and then Sunday during the game, he broke into uh, fellow teammate Trey Waynes, the corner for the Vikings. He broke into his home during the game, so Trey Waynes wasn't there. I don't think his family was either. Um, and when he was arrested, he was claiming that God told him to do it, and he was freaking out, and he just had an, a really bad mental breakdown. Obviously, people, you see a football player break down like this. It's obviously CTE. People automatically assume it's most likely something related to concussions or head trauma uh, that he's received over his NFL career, which has been pretty long. I'm not sure exactly how long. Um, I don't know where he goes from here. I think obviously he's got to get help, got to get treatment. Um, hopefully this is something that they can fix, mental health professionals can fix, because he is one of the best football players um, in the NFL. Uh and I really hope he figures out what he needs to figure out. Um, and if that means, you know, permanently retiring from the game, I think that might be in his best interest right now. Um, but obviously, we'll keep you updated on that as it goes. Uh, but as right now, we don't have a ton of news. But the Vikings uh, are st- are still, you know, going through that right now privately. But Rams Vikings, um, that's going to be a good game tonight. Really solid Thursday night game. I don't know if the Vikings are going to be able to bounce back from this beating that they received on Sunday. And I think the Rams are high right now. Uh, and I th- I could see I see the Rams winning. I'm picking the Rams like most people. But uh, it's at home too with the Rams. So even though uh, Los Angeles isn't a ton of a home field advantage because those fans suck. But it's going to be interesting to see what happens tonight. Um, you know, 
if the Vikings are pissed, do they come out pissed or and they absolutely destroy the Rams, which I could see happening, or they're either going to come out slow. They're still going to be, you know, wagging. They're still going to be um, down after the game, after Everson Griffin's news, after the game on Sunday. Uh, so they could come out slow and just get smacked in the mouth. But you know, hungry dogs uh, run faster. That's the saying. Uh, so. They need a win, I think, and uh, I could see them upsetting the Rams Sunday, but I think the Rams are the best team in the NFL. Next game, we'll go to Sunday, Cincinnati and Atlanta. This is a good game. It's at Atlanta, 1 o'clock. Uh, Cincinnati's going to get another chance to prove themselves versus a good team. They played well versus the Panthers, didn't get it done last week. Um, this is a big opportunity for them. It's at home, it's at Atlanta. Atlanta's got pretty good home field advantage, but I'm going to go Cincinnati here. Uh, I think that will change if A.J. Green's out. I'm not exactly sure on that just yet. But uh, Atlanta, I think, is a really good team, really solid team. Uh, they're probably they're one of their best offensive performances last game. Their defense is hurting right now, though. Uh, there's a, lar- a lot of large holes in that defense that they're trying to fill um, pretty quickly. So I could see it going either way, but I think the Bengals got the advantage right now. If they, especially if they get A.J. Green, I think the Bengals are the better team because uh, Atlanta's hurting right now, um, and I don't know. They, I have to see more out of them before I can say that they're good. Their offense is either really good or really bad. Tampa Bay at Chicago. That's uh, the next team we're going to talk about. Like I said, at Chicago, I think they haven't really talked about it yet, um, but I think Fitzpatrick's going to be the starter. It's looking like what it is. I mean, Winston is back, but he hasn't had a ton of time to practice. Um, you got to ride with Fitzpatrick. He had a bad first half, but he had a pretty good second half. Um it's going to be interesting to see what happens in this game. Uh, I think Trubisky is struggling right now. I don't think he is um, as good as Bears fans might want, and you know, in his time of in his career. So I'm going to go Buccaneers here. I think the Buccaneers are the better team. I think the Bears have a better defense, but I think. Fitzpatrick's going to be able to kind of pick apart that defense a little bit. Although if that rush gets to him early, he's going to be uh, rattled and it might change. Um, I think the Bears have a good offense. I don't think Trubisky's there yet, though. And I think the Buccaneers have one of the best defensive lines in the NFL. So I'm going to go Buccaneers here. Uh, The Bears, I think, are a good team. They almost lost to the Cardinals last week. And the Cardinals are a lot worse than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Detroit at Dallas. This is an interesting game. Uh, I think Dallas wins this. I think I don't think I think Detroit's it could be kind of a trap game because they focus so much energy on the Patriots. They probably celebrated a lot after that Patriots game. It was kind of hard for a first-year head coach Matt Patricia to bring them back down to to uh, you know reality and get prepared for this game. Although I don't think you know it's completely messed up. I think the Lions have a shot here. Uh, but I'm going to go Cowboys. I'm going to take the home team. I think this is going to be one of those boring, low-scoring games because, like I said, me and Truman both agree Dak Prescott isn't what he's hyped up to be. Buffalo at Green Bay. Uh, it's 1 o'clock game. Packers are favored by 10. Uh, it's going to be Packers. I'm going to choose Packers week after week because I seriously don't believe they'll lose to Buffalo. I think Buffalo was tired of the uh, disrespect that they received um, the last couple of weeks. And I think the Vikings kind of slept on them. Uh, I don't think the Packers will be sleeping on the Buffalo Bills. Their Packers are pissed. They should be better than what they are right now. They've changed a little things around in their defense. Their offense, it's, it, their offensive line, there's got a couple new guys starting. Although we should get Balaga our right tackle back, which is huge. But uh, I'm going to go with the Packers, like I said. And I think the Packers will easily uh, take care of business at home. Because it's tough to play at Lambeau. 
Next game, Houston at Indianapolis. Uh, you would have told me this before the season. I would say easily Houston. I think Indianapolis is the better team. I don't think Houston's good enough yet. I don't think Deshaun Watson's fully there yet. Um, it's going to take a little bit for him to fully get there. Um, so I'm going to Indianapolis. It's at Indy, um, the home field advantage. I really like the Texans. I think they should be a lot better than what they are. I think they they think they should be a lot better than what they are. So again, we go back to that old saying: "Hungry dogs run faster." Um, and I could see, you know, the Texans. Bill O'Brien might feel like he's coaching for his job. You know, he pulls out all the stops and they win this game. And this is a this is a game they could win. Jets at Jacksonville, another one o'clock game. Jacksonville, I'm picking Jacksonville. They they had a bad game last week. I think it was kind of a trap game. Again, after beating the Patriots, you celebrate a lot. But I think they'll come back down to earth and take care of business. Sam Darnold won't ever face a better defense this season. Um, He struggled versus good defenses like the Browns last week. So I'm going to go ahead and pick the Jacksonville Jaguars here. It's going to be, you know... Interesting to see how Darnold does when he first gets acquainted with Calais Campbell and that defense of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Miami at New England. This is one of the biggest games of the year. One of the biggest regular season games for the New England Patriots in the last 10 years. Patriots fans usually don't really care that much about regular season games. They win some, they lose some, but ultimately ultimately they end up back in the championship game uh, in uh, January. But this is a big game because if they lose to the Dolphins, that proves A, the Dolphins are good, and B, the Patriots are slowly falling. I think the Patriots are falling. I think they look slow. They look sluggish. Brady looked uninterested on um, Sunday night. And the Dolphins look like a pretty good team. This is going to prove to all of us if this is going to prove a lot of things. This game is going to show us that the Dolphins are good, and I think it's going to show us that the Patriots are falling, which is what something I've been saying all offseason and now into the season. So I'm going Dolphins here. It's at Foxborough. It's kind of a big upset. Um, I the last time I remember Miami always plays them tough, though. I'll give them that. Um, so I'm not going to completely rule the Patriots done if they lose, but it's not going to be good if they lose three straight weeks in a row. It's not it's not uh, something that usually happens in uh, Foxborough. Philadelphia at Tennessee, next game. Tennessee is good. I like Vrabel. I think they have a good head coach. I think they have a good, solid core of players. Mariota still seems, you know, I think the jury's still out on him yet because the guy can't stay healthy. Um, the Eagles have been kind of unimpressive coming off their Super Bowl win. I'm going to go Eagles here. I think Wentz gets better week after week. I, I think they're going to get Alshon Jeffrey back this week, which is going to be huge. Um, and it's going to be a big test for Brable. They're at home. It's going to be a close game, but I'm going to go ahead and give the slight edge to the uh, Philadelphia Eagles just because I don't know where Mariota is right now in, in terms of injuries. In the crap game of the week, Seattle at Arizona 2 struggling teams right now Seattle especially uh and Arizona you know what do they got one win between the two of them uh it's a rough uh season so far for everybody involved with those two organizations Rosen's getting him for his first start so surprisingly this is a pretty tough game to pick I'm gonna go with the Seattle Seahawks uh but I could easily see my guy Josh Rosen, who I think is the best quarterback uh, out of all of those guys drafted. Um, I see Rosen coming in here and absolutely dominating. Um, or I could see him coming in here and you know just kind of getting thrown out there like he did last week um, and, and struggling. But Seattle's defense is not what it used to be. Um, 
the name Seattle Seahawks doesn't have that kind of fear weight that it had a couple years ago. Um, and neither does the Cardinals either. Cardinals had a little bit of an intimidation, but not anymore. Um, this offense is old. It seems like they seem slow. Um, Steve Wilkes, not an offensive guy, uh, which I think they should have hired an offensive coordinator type of person. This this team is is boring. They're slow. Both franchises are at you know the end of a, of a period of winning. Um, and, you know, they're just trying to do anything to extend that. And I could see Josh Rosen coming in here and playing his ass off, or I could see him failing. But I'm going to go Seattle because I think Seattle's a little bit more experienced team um, going forward. And I think Russell Wilson's the best player in this game. Cleveland at Oakland. So Oakland's 0-3. The Browns are 1-1-1. Uh, Baker Mayfield going to get his first start. Uh, this is a good uh, team to get your first start against, I think. The Oakland isn't... What it used to be in terms of defense, they have, they struggle on the outside. They struggle with their defensive backs, um, and uh, their pass rush without Cleo Mack is not even close to what it used to be. Bruce Irvin's still a really good pass rusher, but he's not a Cleo Mack. He's not the leader. He he doesn't seem at times to want to be the leader. Take on that role. Uh, I've seen multiple you know clips where he's taking plays off, um, and that's not what you want to see with a guy who's pretty much now the leader of that defense and that defensive line. Uh, so we'll see what happens um, here because, you know, the Raiders got tape. They're 0-3. They really need a win. Uh, Browns are coming off a win. Do they keep that hot streak up? I think so. I think they get the win. I think this defense in Cleveland is one of the best defenses in the NFL. Um, and I, don't, I think that's a combination of Greg Williams' schemes and just the sheer amount of talent this team has from top to bottom. Uh, this defense is, is, is scary, and it's a force to be reckoned with. But I wouldn't be surprised if Oakland won. I could see Oakland getting their first win, but I'm going to go Cleveland because I think uh, the tape's yet to be seen. The jury's still out on this Cleveland team, and I think Baker gets the win here, though, on the road, which is going to be a big, huge touch for him. 49ers at the Chargers. 49ers have C.J. Beathard going against the Chargers. It's going to be an interesting type of thing. I We saw a little bit of C.J. Beathard last year. He really didn't impress. Um, and obviously then they ended up trading for Jimmy Garoppolo because of that. Uh, they Listen, they respect Beathard there. They're, they're not going to uh, throw him out there if he's not ready. He'll be ready to go. Um, this Chargers defense is a little banged up. This whole Chargers team is always banged up. I'm going to go Chargers here, though. Chargers are the better team. Uh, this 49ers are just kind of beat up right now. Um, and I think they're still kind of in that state of shock uh, that they've been had the last couple of week, had last couple week because of Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and go Chargers here. I think that's a pretty easy pick for everybody. Next game, uh, the New Orleans Saints versus the Giants at home with the Giants. Uh, these are two teams too. I think like the whole NFL, like nobody really knows yet what to think of the Saints. This offense with the Saints is good. This defense is not what it was last year, and they got to get that back on track. The Giants played well last week, uh, but they still they still have offensive line troubles. They made a couple changes, and it worked out better for them last week. The Saints have a pretty decent pass rush with Cameron Jordan. Obviously, they got Davenport there. Um, so I'm going to go Saints here. I don't think this is a crazy pick. Uh, Giants at home, I get it, but uh, I don't really think the Giants are that good yet. I think Eli's stale. Uh, 
the weapons around Eli are, are grade A from tight end to wide receiver to even running back now, which he hasn't had in his whole career. But he's old. He, he's stale. Um, they're going to need to draft somebody next year because Eli's not going to be the face of their franchise the next couple of years. Um, but hopefully he can kind of you know turn it around a little bit and maybe get a huge win over the Saints. So the Sunday night game, Baltimore at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh gets another primetime game. Uh which sucks because I'm a Steelers fan. I don't really want to have primetime games right now because there's so much spotlight on everything that's going on with Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, uh, everybody. It's just everybody. It's kind of a mess right now on um, Pittsburgh. They got a good quality win last week. This is going to be a tough opponent with the Baltimore Ravens coming to town. Um, Pittsburgh is a really tough place to play Sunday night, uh, especially. Uh, the Ravens are going to come in. Hot though, they're a good team. I think the Ravens get the win here. Um, but I could see the Steelers putting forth a good effort, but I think the Ravens are just a little bit more talented than the Steelers right now. Last game we want to talk about is the Monday night game uh, Kansas City at Denver. This is going to be Pat Mahomes' coming out game. Prime time under the lights at Denver. A Denver's two and one. They're a good team. This will be a good win. Um, and finally, non-football fans that usually just watch, you know, the Sunday night or Monday night games uh, are going to get their first taste. Well, everybody who doesn't have Sunday ticket will get their first taste of really seeing Pat Mahomes live. This is going to be a huge coming out party for him. There's going to be a lot of hype surrounding him. All the pregame stuff is going to be about Pat Mahomes, Pat Mahomes, Pat Mahomes this, Pat Mahomes that. Um, but don't sleep on the Broncos, but the Chiefs are too hot right now for me to pick a game, pick against them. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and pick the Chiefs here. Although, Chiefs usually start hot. They started 5-0 last year, so I could see them falling here soon. But it doesn't seem like that's going to be the case here uh, in this upcoming week. Because I think the Denver Broncos are good, but they just aren't ready for Pat Mahomes. Neither is the league, because Pat Mahomes is special. He's clearly shown that he is one of the most special young players in the league so far through three weeks um he could be the face of the nfl in the next couple of years you know the case is still jury's still out on that i keep saying that um the jury's still out on a lot of the teams uh we won't get to see the redskins or the panthers this week they got early bye weeks which kind of suck um but the jury's still out on a lot of teams. This is kind of a prove-it week, I think, for a lot of guys. You know, like the Patriots, the Dolphins, the Texans, uh, the Colts. You know, a lot of these matchups are a lot of prove-it games. Um, you know, I think even if you lose this week and you go to 0-4, there's still a chance you could bounce back. But I think it's going to be a uh, pretty tough sell to your fan base and your team if you start off 0-4 or 1-3, whatever the Patriots do if they lose. Um I'm not just talking about the Patriots. So this is a huge week. This is a pivotal week. Um, teams could turn it around, but I think this is really, if you want to get things going on the right track, this is probably the best week uh, for you to do that. Um, so it's a huge week for the NFL and the NFL teams. But we've got a couple other stories we want to talk about in the NFL. So last show we talked about Eric Reed, the talented safety um, who's been caught up, who got caught up in the whole uh, – Colin Kaepernick thing in San Francisco. Probably the best free agent still left available. A couple names here and there, but he is probably the biggest um, because he was just so talented before he got you know, released by the 49ers and not picked up in free agency um, because of the whole Colin Kaepernick thing. But I do am happy to report he was signed by the Panthers. Kind of pissed he wasn't signed by the Packers because I think we really need safety help. And uh, 
this was a great name to do that. Uh, so Eric Reed, like I said, he signed with the Panthers. This is going to give them instant safety help. I guess the 49ers were interested in bringing him back, um, but he decided to choose the uh, Panthers, which I think is a good decision, get a nice fresh start. Um, and plus, I think he had more of a shot to start on the Panthers than he did with the uh, um, 49ers. Um, so I'm happy to, I'm happy that he has signed. Uh, he's still in lawsuits with the NFL, he, you know, the whole Kaepernick thing, um, but he did get signed, uh, so I'm happy for him. I think as we watch the NFL, I think the NFL's gotten a lot really political, um, and if you just look at it as a football standpoint, this man shouldn't have been left out of the league. We can argue about Kaepernick a different time, because uh, I think that's different. I think Kaepernick, uh, well, we'll talk about that a different time if you'd like. Um, you can send that in and we'll talk about it, but I think Eric Reed from your Pure football standpoint, there's no reason why this guy shouldn't be playing in the league, and I'm glad he got signed. We talked about it in the last show. Um, he's everything you're looking for in a safety. Um, it's crazy that he lasted this long. You know, this is a valuable pickup mid-season for the Panthers. It was a smart move by them. Um, you know, with it, you're going to bring a lot of pub pub publicity. Sorry about that, but uh, it's it's a good move for them, and I'm happy he got signed. Uh, next move, Rashad Matthews was released by the Titans. Uh, he's a wide receiver for them. Uh, he was supposed to be, uh, you know, kind of one of their big name guys uh, last couple of years. He signed an extension with them, but I guess he's pissed he wasn't playing, so he asked for his release, and they gave it to him. Um, you know, I hope he finds another spot. He is pretty talented. I was surprised he didn't get a lot of playing time because um, the the Titans have, you know, guys like Sharp and Corey Davis on the outside, but they don't have a lot, you know. Behind that, and I think somebody like uh, Matthews was really helpful in providing the depth and veteran leadership that they needed. But he's he's probably the best free agent now available, and he'll get signed from somebody um, who needs wide receiver help. But uh, you know, it's sad he got released. He asked for his release though, so I mean, how much blame can you put on him? Uh, next thing we wanted to talk about was this. We talked about it last week the terrible, terrible, terrible sack uh, rule that was handed down. Sack. Uh, penalties rulings that were handed down over the offseason with the body weight, uh, the roughing the passer. Um, and it's so far, I think everybody in the uh, any of you, anybody who's watched football the past couple years and has watched this year can clearly tell there's a problem. Um, guys are getting hurt. Defensive lineman William Hayes are getting hurt trying to keep their body weight off of. Uh, um, the quarterback, William Hayes, tore his ACL, which is a huge blow to him. He's a good ball player, and the fact that he got hurt is very sad in the NFL. Um, and it's clear that the NFL values, they're not going to admit it, they value quarterback lives over anybody else in the NFL, any other position. The quarterbacks are number one because the quarterbacks, I think, sell tickets. Um so they did rule today, actually like an hour ago, they put out a statement saying that nothing's going to be changed. They don't think it's getting out of hand, which is just them. I get it. They, they're trying to save face, but it's there's clear something's wrong. If this many people are complaining, it's something I don't think it's going to go away all year. And it's not the ref's fault. I can't blame the refs as much as you want to. You know, you shoot the messenger, but they're just doing their jobs. They're doing what they're told. Um, and I don't think the NFL made it clear enough for them to uh, really decide correctly. Um, and this is going to be something debated over the offseason a lot, like the catch rule was last year. So please uh, don't blame the refs. Blame the NFL. Blame Roger Goodell because this is getting ridiculous. I get it. The concussion thing is a problem. But now you're hurting other players 
just so you can save the quarterback and you know extend his career. It's getting to the point now where if it's up to me, I'm the defensive coordinator. And I'll go both sides of the ball here offensively too. If I'm a defensive coordinator, I'm just putting a spy on the quarterback. I'm not rushing anybody. I'm going to go ahead and take my defensive lineman off the field and put in you know more corners, more coverage guys, because the offensive lineman can't go down the field. Um, and I'm putting spies on the quarterback, um, linebackers who just drop in coverage but watch the quarterback. Um, and I'm not rushing anybody because – why would I rush somebody and risk the 15-yard penalty when I could just probably put more guys on the field? You, you rush the quarterback, you try to sack the quarterback to, uh, to make them lose yards, but if there's a high uh, chance that you're going to hurt the quarter, that you're going to get a penalty and get 15 yards, I would rather just have uh, my guys back there passing in pass coverage than rushing the quarterback, which I think you're going to see that a lot more. I think you're going to see a lot more of that, especially on like third downs when it's like third and 12, third and 13. Uh, you're going to see that, I think. Less guys rushing the ball and more guys dropping in coverage. And that's just going to hurt the NFL because the plays are going to take longer uh, and you're just not going to see sacks, which are more of, you're not going to see a lot of sacks, which are one of the most exciting plays in all sports is a QB sack. Um, and then you go on the other side of the ball with the uh, offense. I'm If they're brushing the guy, I'm telling my quarterback to start doing you know, the LeBron thing. I'm telling him to flop. I'm telling him to run into the run into the guy after you throw the ball and act like you fell back. The refs aren't going to be able to see it um, in real time. They're not going to be able to look at it, and they're going to uh, get uh, away with a lot of that type of stuff, which is unfortunate. But it's where the game's headed. You know, the game's getting soft, like Kelly Matthews said, and it's unfortunate. But I think it's happening, and uh, you know, the NFL clearly they don't care. They're not trying to change it, um, and that's not a good thing. Um, and we're going to see it as the season progresses. We're going to see a lot more of these type of things. People are going to get a lot more frustrated. The Clay Matthews through three games is going to get a lot worse than that. Uh, I think they'll lay off Clay Matthews this week because you can't penalize a guy four straight weeks, I think. But I wouldn't surprise me. I'm, I'm, I'm going to come on, on Tuesday's show and just get pissed off because he's going to be flagged again. But uh, I think Matthews won't get flagged this week, but you'll see it a lot more. Um, Especially this week, because I think NFL offensive coordinators are going to recognize that, and they're going to start to exploit that a little bit more in terms of flopping. Because if I'm a quarterback, even if I don't get the call, what's the like? There's no penalty for just throwing yourself on the ground. Maybe you'll catch a ref's eye, and he'll start to think maybe he got penalized. Maybe he got a uh, rough. Maybe he got roughed after the pass, um, and you're going to get guys flopping which is just going to be terrible for the nfl is terrible it's terrible for the nba and it's going to be terrible for the nfl um but sadly i think that's where our team's our direction is headed um under the, the leadership of roger goodell and his uh his group of guys but that's it for the nfl um i wanted to talk a little bit about college football um we spent looking at the thing 27 minutes on nfl but you, know, you gotta love NFL this time of year, um, especially week four, week five, week six, whatever. It's just so fun. Um, so we are gonna talk about college football. The biggest game of the week is Penn State at Ohio State. Uh, obviously, uh, it's going to be at Happy Valley um, this week. It's gonna be Happy Valley this Saturday night. They're going to do a whiteout. It's going to be intimidating. But I think Ohio State's ready. I think they're ready for that challenge. Um, like I said, Ohio State's number four and Penn State's nine. So this is one of the closest matchups we've had. Um, 
Big opportunity for Dwayne Haskins to prove himself under the under the lights of prime time. It's the college game day game, uh, and it's a big opportunity for Penn State to show the world that they don't they aren't as bad as everybody thinks. They aren't a team that they aren't the team that almost loses to Appalachian State. They're better than that. I think this is a big opportunity for them to do that and step up. Uh, a couple of other games I wanted to touch on. You know, West Virginia is playing Texas Tech. That's the only other two uh, ranked teams going at it. A couple teams on the bye week. Um, this is a good opportunity for West Virginia or Texas Tech to move up. Um, Pittsburgh is playing UCF. Uh, UCF, number 13, they're doing their thing again. Uh, and then Texas has got a big opportunity to really get that momentum going playing, on, playing Kansas State. Uh, we're going to start to see more and more. Obviously now, because the season's opening up a little bit, um, more uh, conference games instead of those crappy, you know, Power Five schools versus a team that barely qualifies for a football team. Um, so you're going to see a lot more of those, which makes which makes it more exciting, more better games. Um, so. With that, that's all I want to talk about with game-wise. Penn State, Ohio State is really the only notable game I'd watch. I'm going to be watching it, obviously, because I'm an Ohio State fan. But uh, it's going to be a big game for both uh, teams. Going down to Clemson, though, we're going to see Trevor Lawrence start his first game like we talked about last show. Kelly Bryant's pissed. He wants to be. He wants to transfer. Um, and i got to get a few – got to get uh, something off my chest. Dabo Sweeney, I think he made the wrong move in benching – Kelly Bryant, I don't think Trevor Lawrence is ready. Um, I think he's going to be, you know, not ready to go ahead and face. They, they got an easy opponent this week. Uh, if I look that up real quick, they're going to take in, They're taking on Syracuse, and Syracuse is undefeated, I believe. Yeah, Syracuse is undefeated, so this is a big matchup. Um, but it he did wait. Um, so Kelly Bryant, I guess I don't know the, the exact details, but he did wait. Uh, he did bench him at the certain amount of time where now he can still transfer this season. Um, I don't know where he's going to end up. Uh, there's a bunch of teams that could use quarterback help. I don't know exactly where he'll end up, but I think he'll kill it wherever he goes, and I think he'll be a draft pick. And this is the right move for him. Um, I think this is what Jalen Hurts should have done at Alabama, um, and I'm glad that Kelly Bryant's moving on. You know, you got to be a little selfish here. This is your career. This is your if you this is your NFL dreams. Um, Guys like Jalen Hurts, you know, I get it. You're going to get revered in the media at the time. You're going to be, you know, applauded for your uh, ability to stay with it, no matter how tough it got. But uh, at the end of the day, I think Kelly Bryant's going to establish himself as the better draft prospect because he's going to put more tape out there. Um, it's going to be tough for Jalen Hurts to get drafted because he's the backup. But uh, if Kelly Bryant goes somewhere, balls it up as a starter, he's going to put himself in a better position. So I think at the time, it sucks, you know, Obviously, being raised the way you are, you know, you want to stick to it. You don't want to quit. You want to fight through it. But uh, sometimes you just got to be selfish, and I think this is one of those opportunities. Uh, I think selfish gets a bad uh, rap. The word selfish, uh, I shouldn't really be throwing that around because I don't think Kelly Bryant is a selfish person. I think he deserves to go somewhere and start. I think he has the talent to go somewhere and start. Um, and I think it's crap that he did get benched. Um but credit to Trevor Lawrence too. He did fight. You know, he is one of the most talented prospects to come out of high school the last couple of years. He's got a big arm, um, and maybe you know this is the spark Clemson needs. Uh, Kelly Bryant struggled this year when it's starting, but I think that's because he's had Trevor Lawrence breathing down his neck, and he knows anytime Kelly Bryant makes a mistake, he knows he's going to get benched, and Trevor Lawrence is going to go in. Um, so I think right now. 
it's kind of a messy situation, but I think at the end, when you look back at this two years from now, it's going to look like a good situation for both teams. Clemson's, Clemson's going to get their guys starting that I think they've wanted the last couple of years to lead this program. They're going to get him out there early. Um, and I think Kelly Bryant's going to go to a team that needs him and is going to use him and is going to make sure he is the number one guy and he feels like that and he feels appreciated. Uh, so it's a bad move. It's a messy situation right now, but I think in the end it's going to work out for everybody. So we're going to move now to baseball. But before that, shows shows brought to you by D's Home Cuts. Can't forget about Dom. Uh, he's the best place around Northeast Ohio for a great haircut at a low and fair price. For only $7, D's Home Cuts will provide you with a modern haircut and styling. Truman and I have been getting a haircut there the last couple of months. We're actually headed uh, to get a cut tomorrow. Um, so we'll let you know how that went on Tuesday. Every time you're going to go into the shop, you're going to get a professional cut. And they get better every single time because Dom is always upgrading his equipment. So he can give you the best possible haircut po- in possible. Uh, so you can find these home cuts on Twitter, uh, but I recommend going to his Instagram actually. Uh, it's at these home cuts. Uh, you can set up an appointment directly in the bio, send him a DM for questions, uh, and look up, look at all his videos, uh, of the last couple of cuts he's done. Cause he's really talented and it's a good idea to support your local barbers. Um, but check him out. These home cuts, professional haircuts at a low price. So now we're going to move on to baseball. So let's talk some baseball. It's going to be the last couple of games here. Things are wrapping up, and uh, but the action is not. We're not slowing down on action, even though we're slowing down on games. And the biggest source of action is in the NL Central. Germans Brewers and Brian's Cubs both clinched playoff bursts last night. Um, but the Brewers are right there, half a game behind the Cubs for first place. Um, and first place in the uh, in the entire th- in the uh, NL, uh, so it's going to be a huge couple of games. I'm going to look up really quickly. So the Cubs take on the, the the Pirates tonight, and the Brewers are off. So this is a good chance for the Cubs to get a win and really uh, build a little bit more of a lead than a half a game. Um, but the Brewers clinch. Got to give them credit. I didn't think they'd do it. Um, so we're still working on that right now. Uh, but the dot, but the Rockies did take over the uh, third spot. Oh, sorry, uh, I don't know how that sounded. Um, but the Rockies did take over the third spot. They took over the lead in the uh, NL West. Uh, so that's pretty big. And the Dodgers are now the wild card team with the Brewers. So right now it's it's Dodgers going to Milwaukee to play that wild card game with St. Louis breathing down the necks of the Dodgers. Um, and St. Louis doesn't play tonight. I do not believe. Um, so it's going to be an interesting weekend. Uh, the NL, I think, is the biggest. Everyone's going to be watching the NL if things want, to, if everybody wants to uh, get some action in this weekend with baseball. But I'm just so excited because playoff baseball is back. We're going to break it down all for you on Tuesday's show. Um, playoff baseball is one of those uh, amazing memories. You make so many memories, so many moments come from playoff baseball. Uh, some of my best sports memories come from postseason baseball. You know, Rajay Davis's home run, the Indians sweeping the Red Sox in 2016, uh, a couple of those early games from last year. Um, it's really, it's it's an amazing thing to see. Um, so teams like the Brewers, the Rockies, are really trying to, the Dodgers and the, and the Cubs too, are really trying to establish their spot there. Um, so we're going to keep watching that. We're going to keep, you know, clear. Uh, also, shout out to my guy, German Marquez, um, pitcher for the Rockies. He set the record last night, or he tied it. Eight straight to open the game strikeouts. That's insane. Eight straight. Um, that's 
like I said, I, I talked about him. Guys, you should watch for in the postseason. He's going to be one of those guys. He's young, but he's got the you know the balls to really be a front of the line starter in the playoffs, which is crazy. But he could do it. Um, I think he's like 23, 22, something like that. So another pitcher that's doing well, Jacob Degrom. The Mets had a pretty rough season. He just finished up his last start. If anything, for Mets fans. This season with Jacob DeGrom was one of the most special seasons he's ever pitched. He was able to stay healthy pretty much for all of it. His ERA ended up being a 1.7, which is insane among a starting pitcher who pitched that many innings. He's going to be the Cy Young in the NL, I think. I think that's clear. If anybody else gets it, it's it's rigged. There's no reason as to why he shouldn't. Um, So i got to give him credit. It was just an amazing season for him. And... uh, it's going to be exciting to see what he does, you know, in the next coming years, because he's going to be a hot name, I think, on the trade market. If uh, the Mets can't turn it around, I could easily see Degrom getting traded here soon, um, because teams are always looking for pitching, and a guy like that, there's going to be a high price, but teams are going to be willing to pay. So we're going to move now to basketball, but obviously our show is also brought to you by A's Lawn Service. Since 2014, A's has been providing professional landscaping to many homes around Northeast Ohio. By using professional equipment, A's constantly strives to provide families with professional landscaping at a low and fair price. Are you tired of being dragged around by bigger landscaping companies? Turn to A's and trust me, your lawn your home will never look better. Trust A's for all your landscaping needs. It's football season. Nobody wants to be outside. It's It was, it was cold today. I didn't want to be outside today. Um... So don't waste your breath. Turn to A's. Let them take care of all your leaves, all your trimming, all your mowing, whatever you need, all your planting for the winter. Uh, trust him. Trust me, you will not be disappointed. The phone number is 330-241-2392. 330-241-2392. And the email is lawnservice.as at gmail.com. A's Lawn Service, LLC. You grow it, we cut it. So, um, we're going to move now to basketball. We don't have any question and answer today because, like I said, it's been a uh, hectic kind of week, and I didn't have time to uh, go through the DMs and pick up question and answers. Maybe we'll have a little bit more le- next week. We don't have any segments either, so we're going to wrap it up after some NBA talk. Uh, that's my bad, but uh, I had two exams today. I didn't have time to uh, make up a whole outline, do as much research as I would like, uh, but I think the show's going pretty well so far, so... I ask that you don't, you know, turn away from the show. If this is your first impression, that's my fault. Um, but bear with me here because Truman is no help. Um, but we're going to talk basketball, though, because basketball is coming back here soon. A camp's opening up. Media day was the other day. Um, Jimmy Butler, we're waiting on him to get traded. I think that's going to be any moment now. I highly would bet that it's going to be the weekend. Uh, by the time Tuesday's show comes around, it's going. I think he's going to be moved. It'd be crazy if he doesn't. Um, there is no doubt in my mind that he will never play another another minute with the Timberwolves. They're going to trade him before the season starts. I think it's going to be a three-team trade taking on some of those contracts. Uh, but the Heat, I guess, is, is his uh, preferred destination. Not surprising. I think that's the best team out of the, all the ones he's picked. Um but it's not surprising to me because it's clear what he wants. He wants a team where he can be the leader. He wants a team where he'll be the leading scorer, he'll be the superstar, uh, and he'll be going to a place where he can get a max deal. Um, and he'll also be going to a place that has probably the best city um, in terms of trying to grow your brand or you know nightlife, stuff like that. Uh, I think 
Atlanta would have been a good choice too, but I think Miami and Los Angeles and New York are probably the two best options. Uh, and I think Miami is his best place if he wants to win, uh, at least a little bit, have a little bit of winning success because the Clippers and the Knicks uh, and the Nets are a couple years away from winning, and I don't think Butler would help, but I don't think he's going to be able to single-handedly carry it because I don't think Butler's the number one guy. I don't think he is the best. Uh, uh, I think he's a top-20 player, but I don't think he is – has the ability to lead a team like a LeBron or a you know Kevin Durant or an Anthony Davis or Harden even at that or Russell Westbrook. So I think while Jimmy Butler's a good player, he's not top ten, and I don't think he could lead a team. So I think he needs to go somewhere who has a little bit of strong leadership like Pat Riley. So I think Miami's a great option for him, um, and he'd really help out there. Last story we want to talk about on this Thursday um, is the rumor coming around that. Carmelo Anthony's going to sit the bench. They're going to start Eric Gordon, um, six man of the year last year. They're going to start, um, or did he? Uh, he won six man, or he was in contention. I don't know. But uh, the rumor is that they're going to start him over Carmelo Anthony. Uh, so people ask me, Travis, what's your thoughts on Melo coming off the bench? Now I'm in the firm camp that Melo is not a bench player. He don't come off the bench no matter what, no matter who tells him. He does not come off the bench. He is a star player. He does not deserve to come off the bench. But also, I'm not gonna. I'm not blind. He had a rough year last year. Um, I think that's largely in part to uh, Russell Westbrook being kind of a cancer to play with. Um, so would it have been beneficial for him to come off the bench last year? Maybe because he does provide such a, a such a spark. But the thing is, you put him on the bench, he's gonna come off and he's gonna provide that spark, and that spark's gonna turn into a flame. And you can't put a flame on the bench. Uh, it's going to cause a lot of heat in your organization. Um, so you can't put a guy like that on the bench because he's just going to come off the floor. He's going to tear it up, and fans are going to start to start to uh, clamor for him to start. And next thing you know, he's going to be playing more minutes than Eric Gordon, and then there's going to be no reason as to why you're not starting him. Uh, so go ahead and make the move. It's just going to uh, motivate Melo more. Uh, I think more more so this this offseason than what has happened before in the past offseasons. He's, he feels disrespected. He feels like he's been shitted on his whole uh, time with the uh, Thunder. And all Melo's ever done is try his best in places. Um, and I know people are going to laugh at that, but look at what he did with the Nuggets. He obviously didn't really want to be in Denver, but he didn't cry. He just asked for his trade. And then what he do? He went out there uh, and for half the season. He went to an all-star game. He was their leading scorer. He brought them way over than what they should have done in terms of winning. Um, and then you look at his last couple of years in New York. He knew Phil Jackson was a cancer. He knew Phil Jackson wasn't a uh, wasn't going to lead this team in the right direction. But what he do? He signed on for more years because he loves New York and he loved Denver and he wants to leave them in the best position possible. Um, and he signed on and was able to get them to trade uh trade him to the Thunder where he had a bad year because I think Russell 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 Westbrook is hard to play with, um, so I'm not going to blame the guy. I can't blame Carmelo uh, for getting pissed if he has to come off the bench, but because I don't think he will, I don't think he deserves to. But if he does, you know, he's just going to provide that spark, and that spark's going to turn into a flame. And you can't keep the flame on flame on the bench because if you keep a flame on a bench, uh, it's going to get a lot of heat going in that organization, and that's going to fall apart and explode. So that's it. 
that's our show today. That's what I wanted to leave you with. Mellow is a flame, not a uh, spark off the bench. So thank you to our sponsors, D's Home Cuts and A's Lawn Service. We ask that you go on to iTunes, give us five stars, rate, review us, and subscribe. Follow us on Twitter at TNT Sports Talk 12. Uh, that's where you go if you want to uh, send us DMs, send us questions. Again, I apologize for not answering questions today, but it's just been a crazy, hectic week. Um, anything you ever want to say to us, Go to our DMs on Twitter. That's where we'll see it. We'll see it right away. Instagram, too. Uh, we have an account there. Follow us on 12 Ounce, uh, a great up-and-coming sports network. Uh, we'll be on there tomorrow from noon to 1, I believe. Uh, so go ahead and check us out. Uh, and have a great day. Tune in on Tuesday uh, where we will break down every single game from week four. Thanks, guys.